Welcome to the Alliance Safety and Loss Control Podcast, dedicated to bringing you insightful tips and strategies to help mitigate risk and help promote worksite safety one episode at a time. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Bruce Rose from Alliant Agribusiness. I'd like to welcome back our listeners to our podcast series. Today, I'm with Max Macias, senior loss control person. Max has a lot of experience in the loss control field for agriculture and food accounts and is a key member of the Alliant loss control team. Max, remind me and tell our audience a little bit about your background. My background is in agriculture, obviously growing up in an ag community from a young age, again, being involved in the industry. My undergraduate and graduate work both at Cal Poly have been in ag science education and have been doing this loss control services, if you will, for our clients. We're going almost now on 30 years. And so really enjoy it and have a great time with furthering, if you will, that message of safety and risk management and the whole aspect of insurance program. Well, you know, one thing I think that is on everybody's mind is the pandemic. The COVID-19 pandemic has changed the way we all do business. So how should an employer in a, or a business think about their safety and loss control program in, in the context of the COVID pandemic and where we are right now? Bruce, let me take a step back and at least go into what, what we've done through the pandemic. And then we'll talk a little bit about what we're doing as we're coming hopefully out of the pandemic. Following obviously CDC guidelines and all the local and state and federal regulations, we try to continue to provide the services in a safe and effective manner, be it through Zoom, webinars, et cetera, where we can and where we've been able to accommodate clients on a small group setting. I know I pride myself, I know, and the team does as well. The fact that with clients that have been with us through this pandemic, We've been able to maintain, if you will, a consistent level of services in it, like I said, in a safe way and continuing to further that safety message, always continuing to build on that safety culture that we that we look for within our clients' places of business. Now, coming out of the pandemic, as we're seeing more and more companies, particularly with the essential workers and the, you know, the field workers, et cetera, being that 80, 90% of their workforces, thankfully, have decided to go ahead and vaccinate. We're being allowed to get the groups a little bigger, a little more consistent with the safety services in the field, which allows us then to continue to provide the services these clients have been accustomed to receiving from us. The other thing that we try to do is as we come out of this pandemic, a lot of companies have had to modify their program. And what we're saying is, look, this may be a great time to hit that quote, reset button. What that does, it allows us to really assess where the program's been, maybe where it was even pre-pandemic, and help us to bring it up to the next level. Again, as we try to look for that safety culture building and getting those programs that really focus on lost drivers and, and getting the frequency numbers down. The good news is a lot of companies through the pandemic have seen a great reduction in frequency of of incidents. And that's a great thing. But let's not just rely on outside factors, but rather let's get back on a good, solid program. Max, I really like the word that you used, reset. I think that really is kind of a key word that folks can use this opportunity to take a second look at their program and really get a reset on their program. But you used another word I want to come back to, and that's culture. Culture is, is something we're hearing a lot about just in society today. 
But let's talk about safety culture. What does that mean to you? What it means to me is ultimately ending up with a program where, whereby everyone's involved in that safety culture that's needed to promote on-the-job safety day in and day out. We've had clients that have a good program based on maybe a new safety manager that came in and they brought in a, a program and it works effectively. Then that safety manager decides to either move on, retire, get hired away, et cetera. And that program then leaves with that individual. Perhaps it's an outside consultant, even like us. We come in, we're doing, we're conducting the safety meetings and trainings and everything's moving right along. The company then decides to possibly change forces. And after a particular year, they go ahead and trade to another company. We then are no longer there to promote that safety program. I would conclude that if we have a safety program that's a stand alone, we can basically move on with internal or, or external players within the safety program, right? And that program continues. And so essentially, maybe in the field, we have what are called the crew leaders, field supervisors. You may lose one through, through to retirement, et cetera. We fill the hole, but basically we have the program in place. All we do is continue to reinforce that safety message, that culture that we keep referring to. And I appreciate the fact that these things are now being focused on. Right. And it really, it needs to come from within. It needs to be a part of the fabric of the company. And, and we've seen this in cases where it works really well. One of the common denominators, I believe, is that top management or even ownership believes in the safety culture and, and espouses the safety culture. It's got to it's be totally supported by top management and ownership. When we come out to a client, let's say it's a new client, then we go out and we're going to go ahead and promote the safety services. And again, the way we apply our approach to loss control, getting upper management to buy into what, what we've been essentially talking about here is so key to the fundamentals of let's get this program off the ground. Now, once we do get some upper management buy-in, it's our job, I think, as loss control professionals to come in and really understand where our client is. There may be some clients that they can hit the ground running. And when we're talking about this resetting the button, it's up to us to really recognize those strengths that those companies have with upper and middle management to promote the services that we're trying to get across to the clients, ultimately ending in reduction, if you will, of incidents, accidents, et cetera. And, and I, I couldn't agree with you more, Bruce. The fact that upper management buys in goes a long way. It's essential. Thank you, Max. And I think another point we'd like to just touch on is when going back to what we started with, which is the pandemic, when the pandemic hit, agriculture was deemed to be an essential business right out of the chute. And isn't it amazing that the store shelves were never bare? Isn't it amazing that agriculture stepped up and kept the American public fed and it continues to to this day? Absolutely. And I think to go along with the fact that it's been a challenging time, notwithstanding you know, general society, but the fact that the workforce within our ag industries has been there through the toughest times. And I think that says a lot for our industry, our state's industry, when it comes to agriculture. The leaders within the agricultural industries is right down, right down the line. The fact that we've hopefully put our part in as well to make sure that folks stay on the job and stay safe and obviously protect themselves, provide for their families and keep those shelves stocked. Max, we talked about the reset. 
kind of things might you suggest in terms of the reset for an employer? We had a question from a client here recently about tweaking their safety incentive program. I know that word incentive is a little controversial, but what are your thoughts on that? When you mentioned the controversy on that, some years back when OSHA was essentially warning folks not to really have an incentive program, being that it could result in incentivizing people not to report injuries just in the name of reaching that safety goal. But instead, what we try to do is promote a safety recognition program, whereby efforts, consistency within, you know, safety meetings are being held consistently. Maybe injured employees are attended to promptly and they're returned to work as soon as possible. Recognizing those safety efforts, I believe, lead us into a better area whereby, again, employees are felt like, hey, I'm being protected. Everything's being done to keep me out of harm's way. If I do happen to be injured, I'm going to be taken care of and I want to get back to work as soon as physically possible. These safety recognition programs are definitely an, an excellent way to hit that reset button, allow us to get back and get everyone going in the same direction when it comes to the safety effort, if you will, continuing to build on that culture that we keep referring back to, you know, developing that safety, ongoing safety culture to help us reach our safety goals. And along those lines, what we've seen in certain cases is the ability to kind of foster a team environment within the employee group. If a certain shift or a certain crew would be kind of judged on their safety performance and reinforced in a positive way, it can help the team members kind of look out for each other and almost kind of self-police unsafe conditions if it's set up correctly. But that's the key, isn't it? I believe so. And I think to go along with that within the teams, it's the crew leaders that at times can set up a healthy competition where we're all trying to reach that goal and knowing that what I do on my team affects indirectly your team and vice versa. So yeah, definitely, I believe everyone getting on board is the key, particularly with the, when it comes to these recognition programs and all these awareness efforts that we try to promote. You alluded to a potential negative, having more of a punishment aspect versus a positive reinforcement. I'd like to talk about that just a little bit more. Can you maybe revisit that topic and, and, and drill down a little deeper on kind of what you mean and specifically what the difference is between negative reinforcement versus a positive reinforcement atmosphere. When it comes to a, say a corrective behavior, when it comes to safety, I may be a supervisor that has promoted safety throughout the year. And I happen to have a new, maybe a new team member that isn't necessarily applying, if you will, his efforts in, in the way that's expected to result in production with, with safety ends up getting injured, why it would be very difficult for me to, to come in and start chastising someone, right? Or maybe one, his, his immediate supervisor, his immediate crew leader, but rather I believe my efforts are better served to come in and reinforce, let's, let's try to prevent this from happening again to this individual, to any other individuals on this team or any of our other teams. I just simply believe that reinforcing it in a positive manner just brings so much more of an expected result positive expected result rather than reinforcing behavior in a negative way, thereby giving, if you will, a bad example. I just don't believe those things tend to have lasting positive effects. Well, Max, I want to say thank you for spending some time with us today. Uh, just, just to recap, talked about the, the really good timing right now as we come out of the pandemic to look at your loss control safety program in terms of a potential reset 
think about that safety culture, which is a whole lot more than just talk. It's got to be lived and, and breathed by the whole organization day to day. And some of those specifics you shared on positive reinforcement, I think, are key. Anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up today, Max? Bruce, again, I appreciate the opportunity to come in and talk a little bit about how we go about promoting, if you will, our services and conducting the services. I just say that to go along with the three points that you just made, I, as loss control professionals, it's our job, I believe, in this particular time to look at where our clients have been coming out of this pandemic and how do we best set them up for success as we start turning these corners and, and really get back on track with positive reinforcement programs, recognizing safety efforts and minimizing, if you will, those employee exposures to get those results that we want. Very good, Max. Well, once again, this is Bruce Droz of Alliant Agribusiness talking with Max Macias of Alliant Safety and Loss Control. For more information, please visit Alliant.com. Thank you for listening. And for more information, go to www.alliant.com.